Thank you for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on the America Out Loud platform. Tonight, Andrew could not be with us, but I have as my guest host and contributor, B.B. Diamond, social media extraordinaire. She's also the host of Our Urban Story, which you can hear on Facebook on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. B.B. is also well-known and prominent within the conservative Republican community, where she gives a lot of speeches. So thank you for joining us tonight, B.B. Diamond. How are you? I'm well, and thank you for having me on. It is an honor and a pleasure. Thank you so much. So, B.B., I want to just get right into the topic for tonight. I was listening to your show this past weekend. It was rather insightful, and you always bring it, and you always come equipped with historical and biblical points that I don't think a lot of people are aware of, or biblical perspectives that a lot of people are completely oblivious to, especially when you start talking about his- historical events and how we got to where we are today, especially regarding the Christian religion, which is tied to uh, the Jewish community. And you just so eloquently explained it to your listeners. So during the pre-show, I'd reached out to you from just listening to your show, and I was wondering, you know, what is it the Black community isn't getting about this war and what has happened to Israel, the Jewish community, Christianity, Christianity, parts of Judaism. And I don't think a lot of people are aware of it. I was also beginning to ponder and wonder, where is the first Black president on all of this? Where are the Christian leaders? What are they teaching? What are they saying during their Sunday morning services that's relevant? We all know that they're going to get up and ask for the tithes and offering, but are they putting this war into perspective? Are they looking at the Bible and giving people what they need to know? Because right now, I'm afraid that there are a lot of churches that are oblivious as to what's happening, how it fits into history, especially when it comes to our young people who we see on the streets protesting, also known as riots, against Israel. When I saw these protests, taking place in a lot of our big cities. The protests that took place at the Capitol, the Capitol Rotunda, it was really an insurrection because they were trying to stop an official proceeding. No one called it out. In fact, they actually congratulated them and said, oh, well, this is free speech. This is what free speech looks like. But Jan 6 was free speech also, but they decided to labor that an insurrection. Where are the Black ministers? What are they saying, as I open the show up, asking? What perspective are they giving the congregation? What are they telling God's people? Where is Barack Obama? What is he saying? He's saying absolutely nothing, I can tell you now. He's just sitting back watching. And I would dare say that it was his administration that started the genesis of all this by deciding to go to Iran and bow to the Iranian leaders and say, oh, well, we want to have an appeasement tour. We want to give you some money. 
we want you to re-enter the nuclear, we want you to have nuclear weapons. And then within his, his, his administration, and I've mentioned this name on so many events, Jack Lew, the 76th U.S. Secretary of Treasury, behind the scenes working a deal with Iran, he, along with his cohort, Robert Malley, who has been suspended from his post at the State Department because he had classified documents that involved Israel. Robert Malley, also known as Bob Malley, who was a Iranian sympathizer. Do you see where I'm going with this tonight, folks? People are wondering, what happened? How did they catch Israel off guard? I don't know. I'm just looking at the facts. I'm just looking at what has been reported. Bob Malley, who worked with the Obama administration to put together that sweetheart deal with Iran to give them nukes and $6 billion was found to have classified documents involving Israel and Iran. Once this was exposed, Hamas, the terrorist group that the Biden administration is finding it difficult to call a terrorist group, went in and slaughtered, brutally slaughtered Israelis. That Bob Malley, he's been suspended, but he still has access to classified documents. That Bob Malley has not been fired. He's still on the government payroll. Quiet as it's kept. The media won't tell you much about that. But they will go into great details about Trump having classified documents. President Trump, who was the former president, who was entitled to have those documents during his administration, after his administration, and in between his administration. Barack Obama is still having giving uh, classified briefings. But see, the media won't tell you that. But they'll definitely run and tell you Israel is doing something nefarious. Israel needs to stand down. Why should Israel stand down when they're being killed? They're trying to protect themselves. They're trying to protect their existence. Are the black churches, are the ministers telling their congregation the truth about what is happening? I don't think so. Because quiet as it's kept, no one has said anything. And we have our young people in the streets protesting for Hamas. B.B. Diamond, thank you for joining us. What do you say? Um, thank you for that intro. A lot to unpack. Let me start, if you may, if I may, with the students. I think part of this is, is that the students are being taught that Hamas represents the oppressed, the oppressed Palestinians. Now, let's just we need to get some of these of uh, the framework correct, the paradigm. Palestinians are not an ethnic group. I think that's important to know. This, it represents an area. It's like saying, I'm a New Yorker. You could be Black, white, Asian, and you're a New Yorker. So let's get that straightened out. There was never a country called Palestine. So when people say free Palestine, it's a little confusing for me because Palestine is not in prison. It was never a country. If it was a country, please tell me who were some of its kings, its coinage, its currency, its passport. So let's just... I want to throw that out there. For students at Harvard, Stanford, Columbia, here in London, in Australia, in France, to support Hamas is, is actually horrible. Hamas does not represent the oppressed. 
Hamas is the oppressor. The Palestinian Arabs are afraid of Hamas. It is a terrorist group. What they did to the Israelis on October 7th not only sent a message around the world and to Jews specifically, but to anyone, in my opinion, anyone who should defy Hamas, including their fellow Arabs and Muslims. So our university students are being taught that Hamas represents the oppressed. And if you're white, and a lot of uh, Israelis are European. If you're white, then you must be the oppressor. But the bottom line is the students don't know what's on the going on in the ground in Israel. They have Arabs in the Knesset, right? They have Christians who live in Israel. They have Arabs who are enjoying a better uh, quality of life in Israel. It's not just Jewish people, although Jews are the majority. To support Hamas is to support the Ku Klux Klan, period. And I'll make this final point before we move on. How can anyone expect Israel to negotiate with a group of people that is determined to exterminate Israel? It's in their August 1988 charter. Hamas's charter, Hamas means Islamic resistance movement, states that they want to destroy Israel, period. Bibi, you're, you're spot on. Um, a lot of these young people are completely oblivious to what you just said. It's in their charter to destroy Israel. They don't want them there. They don't want to live with them. They don't want them to breathe the same air, drink the same water. They want to eradicate the region of Israel. And people don't know this. And as I opened up saying, what are the black churches teaching its members? Why hasn't Barack Obama come out to speak against the brutalization of the Israelis? I'll tell Man, you why. Just, yeah, go ahead. I'll I'm say sorry. this one thing. I'll tell you why. Because when he was in office, he didn't like Benjamin Netanyahu. Correct. Remember, he tried to send an emissary to Israel to defeat him. There is no love loss. Barack Obama never cared for him. And he made it known. People in his administration knew about this. And that is a reason why there were people in the State Department. The State Department has gone rogue. Yes. And we see that very clearly with the Biden administration, BB. Go ahead. Thank you so much. There are a couple of things. With Barack Obama, we must remember he went to a madrasa in Indonesia. It's a, it's a Muslim school. So his leanings, Barack Obama's leanings, are toward Islam and also Marxism and socialism. See, Barack Obama doesn't believe really in democracy, in my opinion, in Israel or in the United States. He wants us to be a more Marxist country. His sympathies and his sympathies are toward Islam. He only pretended to be a Christian because he needed votes on the south side of Chicago when he became a state senator. Now it's for the churches. My mother, my late mother, Barbara from Harlem, wrote in her book, Escaping the Racism of Low Expectations, how the black churches are really negligent. They do not teach this, right? When my mother would go into Harlem at different Democratic parties, including Charlie Wrangles, they freely spoke in anti-Semitic terms. We are not as black people, and I know I'm generalizing, but I think it's true. We are not taught really about the connection to Judaism. And my mother told, told me early on, 
Without Judaism, there would be no Christianity. Now, why would I say that? Well, because our Messiah, Yeshua, was Jewish. The first Christians were actually Jews. The 12 disciples who followed Yeshua or Jesus. Okay? So they literally sacrificed everything to build this religion, which we call Christianity. And my mother said, one of the reasons why you have groups uh, and, and people from Haman, uh, Hitler to Hamas now, who are determined to destroy Jews, because if you destroy Jews, God forbid, you could undermine the Bible, you can undermine the God of the Bible, and you can therefore undermine Christianity. This is a spiritual battle. And what happened on October 7th will live in infamy because it was the worst attack on Israel in its history and the worst attack on Jewish people since the Holocaust. It was a day of terror and horror. And unfortunately, BB, it's not going to stop there. It is not going to stop. And all of those misguided, indoctrinated young people, both black, white, who are saying that Israel should stand down, should practice restraint, and saying nothing about Hamas, the savages that went in on that fateful day to kill Israelis. All of you who are standing up for Hamas, as if though you're trying to support them, they don't care one iota about you. They would just as soon as cut your throat as they would anyone else, because they view you as being the infidel. It is unfortunate that their propaganda has made it here in the United States. While we slept, the indoctrination of our children was taking place. And I said this the other night. If you look at our school system, if you go in and look at it and you look at the teachers, you couldn't tell the teachers from the streetwalkers in some instances by the way that they dress, the way they carry themselves, the way they speak. And this happened. It was all by design. Some 20 years ago, they took it up on themselves and said to themselves, if we want to change things to go our way, we have to start with the children. And what better way of doing it than to go into the educational system? And that is the reason why so many of them push back when they hear the word charter, charter schools, private schools. Oh, no, we don't want that. You're taking away money from the public schools. No, you're not. You're taking away money from their indoctrination. Randy Weingartner. She's the president of one of the largest teachers union out there. She should not be there. She should not be there. The woman is a threat to our way of life. She is a threat to the family institution. She should not be there. But yet and still, our government supports these people. That is the reason why our government is finding it very difficult, BB, to call out Iran and say that Iran is funding Hamas. They come out with, well, there's no, there's no proof and we can't see this, but they got all the proof that Trump was an insurrectionist. All the proof that American families or children's parents are going against the government. So Merrick Garland has to go out and investigate them. All the proof that a pastor who's speaking out against abortion is an insurrectionist, he's trying to destroy the country. But when you have Iran giving money to Hamas, Hezbollah, and they're, they're not denying it, BB. They're saying, yes, we're doing it. The same way Hamas is on video saying, yes, we killed and raped women. Yes, we have the babies. Yes, we're going to burn them. We did it. But our government is telling us, oh, no, don't believe your eyes. Don't believe what they're saying. 
the, they created it, the Jews created it. We're up against a commercial break. We're going to continue this all-important conversation when we return. You're listening to After Dark with Robert Andrew on the America Outlaw platform. And my special guest host contributor is B.B. Diamond. Lean, pure, with premium ingredients. Global Healing's Pure Plant Protein offers 20 grams of protein per scoop. And it's the perfect way to maintain and build lean muscle while indulging yourself. It combines enzymes and probiotics to maximize nutrient absorption, improving digestion, and your gut health. Available in vanilla and chocolate flavors, elevate your protein consumption while supporting your overall wellness with pure plant protein. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. And we're back on After Dark with Robin Andrew and my special guest host, B.B. Diamond, of the social media platform show that airs on Facebook, Our Urban Story. And when we went to break, we we're talking about our misguided youth who are oblivious to the history of the Palestinians. And as B.B. said, it's not a country. They don't have a passport. They don't have any queens or kings. But yet and still, we're made to believe that they're suffering and that the Israelis are the oppressors. We're made to believe that or told not to believe or know that in 2005, when Israel said, you can have the Gaza Strip, take it, do whatever you want. We will continue to give you food and water and give you security. And what did they do? They elected Hamas to be over their government. Hamas, a terrorist group funded by the Iranians. And Bibi Diamond gave you what Hamas stood for. They put them in office. And what did Hamas say? Oh, we're going to work with the Israelis and we're going to make certain everything is fine and everything is going to go according to plan. Remember in 2000, before Arafat died, Israel came to the table, I think it was the Abraham Accord, and said, we're going to, we want to make you a separate state in Israel. We want to live together peacefully. Arafat turned it down. Oh, no, we can't do that. It's all or nothing. Arafat, who's been busy taking money that the U.S. and other countries have been given the Palestinians to make himself a billionaire. Now, he's dead now. But where is his wife, Hadassah? Oh, she's in London, living a billionaire's lifestyle. She could care less about the Palestinian people. Why hasn't she gone there to try and give them aid? 
Why hasn't she gone there to let any of them come into her house? Why haven't any of the other Arab countries reached out to their fellow Palestinians and said, you can come here? The king of Jordan said, we will not open up our border for the Palestinians. Iran isn't opening up their border. Egypt isn't opening up their border. And neither is Syria. Why won't they open up their borders? But here in America, oh, let them come. Let them all come. We want them to come here. There is no more room in the inn. The doors need to be shut tight. We don't need them here. They've been given an opportunity to have their own place, but their own elected officials who duped them into putting them into office has denied them that peace. You know what that reminds me of? The 2020 election. Hamas took over the Palestinian elections in, 2020, in 2005. Look at what happened here. When the media, along with big tech, installed Joseph Robinette Biden as the 46th president. Look at what we have now. Any buyer's remorse? Are people regretting that they put this man into office? Although the media is telling us, oh, he's the best man. He's smart. He's working on all cylinders. Meanwhile, they're trying to keep him from falling down. He can barely put together two sentences. Even when they put it on a note card, he's fumbling and mumbling. He looks dazed. And that speech he gave the other night that everyone is saying, oh, it was so powerful. And I felt this and I felt that. To me, it was empty promises. He only said it to make it seem as if though he was for Israel. I don't trust him at all, B.B. Diamond, because I don't trust his State Department, which has been infiltrated with Palestinian, also, well, not the Palestinians, but Hamas sympathizers. I don't trust them. I don't trust Tony Blinken. I don't trust any of them because these people are evil and they're working against our best interests and the Israelis' best interests. And I dare say that fight that's at the back door of Israel that they did not start, but they're going to finish, it's going to come here, BB. That fight is coming here. What do you say? No, you're absolutely correct. And I want to thank you for doing this program tonight. I think it's very important. Let's remember that Barack Hussein Obama is behind this, okay? That's why he still has his dithers in D.C. He's still there. Um, he has people who work for him or who are, are part of the Biden administration. Barack Obama is pulling the strings. And I pray to God one day we get Barack Obama. Now, just let me back up just for a moment in terms of the indigenous people of that land. The indigenous people of that land are the Jewish people. Let's be very clear, okay? I also want to state that there are 22 Arab nations and the Palestinians are Arabs. And if you live in that area, it was Palestine, it was called, uh, some uh, historians say, Roman. the Romans call it Palestina. And it was run by the Ottoman Empire and then controlled by the British Mandate, right? So if you lived in that area, you were called a Palestine. Golda Meir was a Jewish Palestinian, okay? So there are 22 Arab nations that could absorb the Palestinians, Arabs, but they refuse to because they want to use the Palestinian Arabs as a thorn in the side of Israel. But I just want to make it clear that the indigenous people in that area are the Jewish people. They were there essentially first. If you don't believe the Bible, this is the caveat. The godless left reject. They reject overall the Bible. So they do not accept the deed 
in the Bible, if you will, that God gave to Joshua. Go to the book of Joshua, chapter one, starts at verse three, if you will. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the great river Euphrates, all the lands of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. And I'll end there, end quote, verses three and four from Joshua one. But if you don't believe the Bible, you're missing a huge piece. The history of the Jewish people is outlined uh, pre precisely in the Bible. This is their history. But again, the godless left reject the Bible. And for Muslims who know nothing about the Bible, it would make sense to them that the Jews just showed up after World War II in 1945. That is absolutely not true. There's always been a Jewish presence in the Middle East. Moreover, if you believe the Bible, it was prophesied in several books, most notably in Ephesians 37, excuse me, not Ephesians, but Ezekiel 37, where God says, I will bring them back to the land of Israel. So for Christians and Jews who actually read the Bible, even if you're not a religious person, if you read the Bible, you could be Hindu and read it. It is prophesied they will return to that land. We saw that fulfilled on May 14th of 1948. But Jewish people have always had a presence for thousands of years in the Middle East. I think that's very important to point out. They are the indigenous people. They are not, uh, they're not occupiers. The occupiers are really the Arabs, if you want to keep it real. Thank you. You're right. But people aren't being taught that. They're being taught just the opposite. And when I look at Black people, how they have been given misinformation and indoctrinated the same way many Palestinians have been indoctrinated and taught to hate Jews. When the Jews, as I mentioned, said, we will give you the Gaza Strip. We will give you food and water. We will continue to protect you. What have the other Arab countries given them? Nothing. They have given them nothing, but they have sacrificed their lives. Hamas is using them as human shields, telling them, don't leave. Now, you think about this, the mercy of the Jewish community, the Israeli armies, that will make an announcement and say, you need to leave this particular area because we're going to bomb it. And what do the Hamas, what does Hamas do? No, don't leave. Stay here. We want you to stay here to stay there, to use them as human shields. Look at Black people. Look at what the Democrat Party is doing to them. See, I like to tie this all in, Bibi, so that people can understand the perspective and see what's happening. The same people, the same group that has these young people out protesting against Israel are the same people who had the Black kids out protesting during the death of George Floyd, what happened to George Floyd is unfortunate and it's sad, but we have to keep it into perspective. George Floyd was a two-bit criminal who held a gun to the belly of a pregnant woman. George Floyd was high on drugs. That's not to say what happened to him should have happened because Derek Chauvin was wrong, but we have to keep things into perspective. And for the liberal, bougie, white man and black man to come out and tell black people otherwise it's misinformation, but they have them on the streets fighting against 
the law, telling them that the police is after them. The police is going to kill you. The police wants to do this to you. The police, the police, police. The same thing Hamas is telling Palestinians about the Jews. And you look at Black people. Look at Black Lives Matter. Look at what's happening in Chicago. Look at what's happening in Detroit. Look at what's happening on the streets of New York City, California, Los Angeles, New Orleans, Baltimore. And the list goes on. Look at the Black lives that are being killed, not by police officers, not by white men, but by other Black people this weekend. Look at Chicago, Barack Obama's hometown. He and Michelle Obama, they have a Black mayor, and they have done absolutely nothing to protect Black lives. But they will have those kids in the streets to protest against the police, the police who is there to protect them. But they've been mis- they've been indoctrinated, misinformation. You know, I'm so glad, if I may just intervene here one second, that you are connecting what is going on in the Black community with what is going on in Palestinian Arab community in Gaza. My scenario, I, I outlined it a little bit on Saturday, is who shot Tyrone? Okay, police says who shot Tyrone, they ask your neighbors. No one wants to tell the police the truth because what what the gang members will do to them is worse than what the police will do to them. So they rather lie to the police. It's easier to lie to the police because the police will arrest you. You'll get three hots in a cot, you'll be processed. They won't kill you. But one of the gang members who shot Tyrone, they may shoot up your apartment. So it's safer and easier to lie to the police. And I know that's counterintuitive. I put myself in the shoes of, of the Palestinian Arab. They, they're, there are some who support Hamas, but there are others who are scared to death. Hamas has essentially, they have a gun to the head, the collective heads of the Palestinian Arabs. If the Palestinian Arabs speak the truth about Hamas, they could be killed. They will disappear. Even if you're a Palestinian Arab in the United States or in the UK and you have family on the Gaza Strip, your family could be at risk. So what do they do? They lie. They lie on the Israelis, to the media, to whoever listens. They will lie because they have a proverbial gun at their collective heads in Gaza. If you go against Hamas, you won't die an easy death. They will torture you. Based on we know what happened to the Israelis. They were tortured, many of them, before they were killed. They will torture you and then kill you. At least if you get arrested by the Israeli police, there is some democracy, human rights. You'll get three hots and a cots, and you'll be somewhat safe. Arabs know, Arab Muslims on the Gaza Strip are deathly afraid of Hamas. Arab Christians are deathly afraid of Hamas. Yes, we need to free Palestine from Hamas. And we in the West need to understand what is happening. And I will say this in closing. If you know that someone has ran into, run into Susie's apartment and we think it's Bob and he's holding a gun to her head, don't expect Susie to tell you the truth about Bob because he'll blow her brains out. So she'll lie to the police. That's the situation that many Arab Muslims find themselves in, not only Gaza, but in the West Bank and other Muslim communities. They are afraid to speak the truth. Israel has given the Gaza Strip electricity and free water and permits to work. They're treated better in Israel, but they cannot speak this truth or they may have their tongues cut out. Thank you. 
and that's what's happening. They cannot speak the truth. Similarly, we look here in America. We need our Muslim brothers and sisters to stand up and to start calling this out. They need to start standing up. If we're going to have young Israelis to go back home to fight for their survival, and that's what it is, BB. They're fighting for their survival, for the existence of their people. 17 and 18-year-olds going back home to fight in a war, knowing that many of them will not return. They're not coming back because they will perish, but they're willing to do it. How many Americans, how many of those individuals who are out protesting would do that? And if you tell them to stop, they'll say, oh, well, I've got free speech. I've got free speech. But are you willing to put your life on the line for your country? Absolutely not. Because to them, free speech is only what they're able to say. Free speech, whether or not they understand it, is a completely different story. And that is because of the indoctrination to hate America, hate everything about America. America is oppressive. America, they always want to colonize. They want to do this. They, I, have, I have had it. I have just had it with this, BB. I have had it. If there's another place you want to go live, go live there. Let me know if you have a GoFundMe page, and I will give to it. Get out. We don't need you here, because the only thing you're doing is creating havoc. Why stay here? Correct. If you're so oppressed, if we're doing all these bad things to you, then get out by all means. Leave. But they won't do it. They want no. to stay here and create havoc. They want to stay here and say, oh, they're doing me wrong. They're doing this to me. And the moment there is an issue or a crisis, they're the first to go and stand out there and I'm going to protest and don't know anything about it. I remember during the early days of the George Floyd situation. And uh, at City Hall here in New York City, I went to interview some of the protesters, also known as rioters. And I asked this one girl, I said, what are you protesting about? She was white, blonde hair, the typical blonde hair, blue eyes. And I said, what are you protesting about? I said, you know, did you do, were you impacted by something? Do you live here? And she said, oh, no, I live in Greenwich, Connecticut. I'm like, oh, okay. So what are you protesting about? Oh, well, I, I just came out. Oh, I don't know, but this person over here, they could tell you. I'm like, no, I want you to tell me since you're here. Well, I'm protesting for Black Lives Matter. I'm like, well, you're protesting for me, for my Black Lives. I'm going to let you know right now, I'm not oppressed. And she looked. But, 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 I'm like, but what? I'm telling you, I am not oppressed. So I don't need you to protest for me. I don't need you to speak for me. And she looked, dumbfounded as they all do, and as they all are. It's time to wake up, America, because we've been infiltrated by the enemy. We will implode. The enemy won't come from the outside to destroy us. We will destroy ourselves because of the misinformation and indoctrination from the left. You're listening to After Dark with Robin Andrew on the America Out Loud platform. We're up against a commercial break. We'll be back with the conclusion of our show with B.B. Diamond. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. 
We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. So we're back with the last half of Dr. Robin Andrew and my special guest host contributor, B.B. Diamond, of our urban story. And we're asking the question and trying to give you the answer as to what our former president, the 44th president, Barack Obama, what is he doing? What is he saying about all this? Because it is my belief that his administration was one of the genesis for this. Now, if we go back in time, if we look at Iran, that dates back to the Carter years when Jimmy Carter, God bless him, was president and we had the Iran hostage crisis. And many of you were probably young, as was I, but I remember so clearly that his administration didn't want to accept the fact as to what was happening. And they held those hostages for 444 days. They only released them after Jimmy Carter lost his election to former President Ronald Reagan, who was able to get the hostages out of Iran. Because the Iranians, the the individuals that were holding them hostage, were a bunch of brainwashed university students. So they released them. And of course, once they were released, you had the media trying to attack Ronald Reagan with the Iran-Contra, and he was trading Contra to get American citizens home. Well, you know what? We leave no one behind enemy walls. No one is left behind. 
I can't say the same thing for Joe Biden, because you look at what he did in Afghanistan. He screwed it up, left Americans behind enemy lines. 13 soldiers were killed. And then the media wants us to believe that, oh, he did his best. Oh, he got out of there. Oh, yeah, he got out of there. And look at the lives that were lost. We told the Afghanistanian people, we will be with you. We will help you. We told the women, you stand up, you rise up, and we will help you. But we left them with our tails between our legs and look at the carnage that ensued afterwards. Fast forward. Well, let me go back. 13 soldiers killed. The media won't talk about it. I will not forget about it. And neither will those families who've gone before the Hill to testify how Biden was negligent in bringing their children home. Now fast forward to this brutal attack in Israel. The Biden administration didn't want to admit it at first. They looked the other way. And what had happened, Biden was having some type of event on the White House lawn. It took him some time to address the matter. You would think he would have been out immediately to address it. And the media gave him cover, gave him complete cover. Oh, well, he was busy doing this. No, Joe Biden didn't know what to say. He was confused. They didn't know which side to show up for. And where's Joe Biden? Where's Jill? We haven't seen Jill. Usually Jill is out front trying to be the best dressed first lady. But she's hiding now. Maybe it's because the footsteps of of inevitability she sees fast approaching to Joe Biden. And in my opinion, it's elder abuse. What they're doing to Joe Biden, keep carting him out there. And he's just as confused as the day is long. He doesn't know which end is up. But they keep trying to give him a script to make it seem as if though he's powerful, that he's a strong leader. Meanwhile, Russia and China, they're laughing at him. They're laughing at us because we have fallen from center stage. And it's by design. As BB said, Barack Obama never cared anything about America. He grew up in a Muslim country. He cannot identify. He can't even identify with the black man. He's living in a world that no one else knows about. It's all about Barack Obama who self-centered and conceited. And that's the reason why he hasn't come out. He hasn't said anything, and why should he? His silence speaks loud as to whose side he's on. The silence is definite. So we don't have to ask whose side he's on because we know by him not saying anything, as most presidents would, Even Bush came out and spoke out against it. Clinton has, albeit typically. But Barack Obama, the so-called first black president, who could have been the first gay president, because we heard about him having man fantasies, but that's neither here or there. The fact that he has not spoken out and everyone had such adoration for him speaks volume as to whose side he's on. And it's pitiful. It's embarrassing. But it's all by design because he never cared for America. And the fact that America is falling down on its knees, many of these individuals who don't care for America, I think they like it. What do you say, B.B. Diamond? No, I completely agree. I think that Barack Obama kind of... uh, 
revealed or let open, if you will, open the spirit of anti-Americanism. I mean, it was always on the left of the left uh, leftist, but it's gotten worse ever since he was president. It got worse under Barack Obama. I just want to say very quickly before we start closing down that Gaza is mentioned in Genesis, in Genesis 10 and 19. Why do I think this is important? Because the media, the narrative from the media and our esteemed universities is that the Arabs were there first, therefore they should have the land and Israel of the Jewish people are occupiers. But the book of Genesis was written thousands of years before the Quran, before there was anything called Islam. And I think it's important for us to get the framework and the narrative correctly. So I just want your listeners and, and, and others to know that, that Gaza, the Gaza Strip we're speaking of, which was given to the Palestinian Arabs by Israel, it's mentioned in the Tanakh, in the Old Testament, in Genesis 10 and 19. In fact, the New Testament was written 600 years before the Quran. So it's interesting to have Muslims tell us about ownership of land when if you believe in the Bible, it was clearly given to the children of Israel. And in the Quran, ironically, the Quran refers Muslims to the Torah, the Torah and the Injil, the gospel. So they are disobeying their own Quran when they're trying to claim land that was given to the Jews. And the other thing about this baby, and I mentioned this during the first block, is that Israel tried to come up with a peace plan to say, hey, you become a state, you get half of the land, we'll get half, we will even give you part of Jerusalem for your capital. And they rebuffed it. It's all or none. And when I say all or none, it's we don't want Israel here, period. They don't want to live peaceful. And even if Israel were to say today or tomorrow, we'll give it all to you and we will leave, they will not be satisfied. They won't be. You have this entire Arab community with its riches. Why aren't they taking care of the Palestinians? What about the Palestinians that they don't like? Why is it that Israel is having to give them aid and the United States? These Arab communities have all of these oil mines, rich in oil mines. As I mentioned, Arafat. Arafat robbed the country of the Palestinians. When they were sending them aid, he was taking the money and sending it to the UK. He became a billionaire, albeit he was dressed rather tawdry, but a billionaire, whereas Palestinians were barely getting by. And as you mentioned, Bibi, there are some Palestinians living in Israel, living a good life, part of the government with jobs. But yet and still, Hamas is not satisfied. They will never be satisfied. And we look at Iran, none of the Arab countries like Iran. They're fearful of Iran because Iran is not a Muslim country. They're not Muslims. 
And this is something that I bet a lot of these kids that are out there protesting know absolutely nothing about. Is it, it is important to know about history. It is important to understand the genesis of all this, where this came from. Because what you're being told right now is misinformation. These people don't want to live peaceful. And when I see people saying, oh, no, well, uh, they didn't kill the Hamas, they didn't kill babies, and they didn't kill rape women, and, and if they did, we're against that, and that should have happened. But Israel, Israel did this. Israel did what? Israel did not start this. Hamas did. But by God, Israel is sworn to end it. And now they're afraid. Now they want Israel to stop. Oh, don't do this to us. Then why don't you release the hostages? Why don't you pack it up and go back home? They won't do it. They will not do it. And Iran knows that they won't do it. And the State Department, as I said, our State Department has been infiltrated with some radical individuals. And it's time to get them out. Because they will bring us into World War III. They will drag us into World War III. And I dare say the United States is not ready. We're not prepared. Our recruiting levels are down. And why is that? Ask Lloyd Austin and Mark Miley, not to be confused with Bob Miley, the person who had classified documents that he probably gave to the Iranians. But Lloyd Austin and Mark Miley have been busy trying to put together the Rainbow Coalition and our army. What for? We don't need drag day. When you're in the army and you're on a mission, as one of our guests once told us, Colonel Julie Hall, you are there to kill. You're not there to pay tiddlywinks. You're not there to go to a drag queen show. You're there to kill the enemy. As a deterrent, if you do this again, we will come back and we will kill you again. And that is what Israel is going to do to eradicate Hamas from the region. Do you guys remember when President Trump killed Soleimani, the Iranian general? He told him, don't touch an American. And what did Soleimani say? Oh, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I did what I wanted to do under Barack Obama. Barack Obama drew a red line in the sand in Syria. He dared us to cross it, and we crossed it. And Barack Obama and the media did absolutely nothing. So Soleimani just tried to test Trump. And as Trump said, he died. He died like a dog. People didn't like that. They didn't like that straight talk. But the enemy don't respect anything but straight talk. When Trump was in office, there was no war. North Korea was quiet. Oh, yeah, they would shoot their little rockets. But Trump warned him. You better be careful because my rocket is bigger than yours. And the media went ballistic. Oh, how dare he? He's going to drag us into another war. It didn't happen. It didn't happen with Russia. It didn't happen with China. It didn't happen with Hamas. And when Soleimani tried it, look at what happened to him. He died like a dog. But under this administration, the Biden administration, look at what happened to Ukraine. China is threatening to go into Taiwan. Hamas in Israel. Do you think they fear Joseph Robinette Biden, who's compromised with his entire family? Do you think they fear him? 
I mean, to be honest with you, I often wonder if we're in Ukraine to protect Hunter Biden's integrity. Remember what Joe said. He got them to fire a prosecutor who was investigating his son. Connecting all the dots. That's all I'm doing. Connecting the dots. Looking at who was where, when, and how. Looking at who made this big deal with Iran. And we're now finding out that the individual that Joe Biden wants to be the Israeli ambassador wants him to be the Israeli ambassador, had a foot or a hand in putting together the Iran package, Jack Lew. Do you think he's going to mean Israel any good? Why would you put the fox in the hen house? The media won't report on that. Quiet as it's kept, you have all these players that are dragging us and bringing us to a war. Democrats have never saw a war that they didn't like or they didn't want to engage in. The media isn't telling you that, but they're going to tell you, oh, Trump, the orange man, he's bad. He's going to get us all killed. I don't think so. It's Joe Biden, an imbecile who has dementia, unfortunately, who will get us all killed. It's Joe Biden and his misinformation brigade with this Department of Justice and FBI who are hiding information that we should know about. And Trump knew about this. He knew it. And he tried to expose it. And now look at what they're going to do to him. Like he said, I am willing to go to jail for America, for my people. Remember what, who was it that said, give me life, give me liberty, or give me death? Nathan Hill. I see Trump the same way. A lot of you might not like him, might not like what he says, might not like his tweets, might not like the fact that he's a straight shooter. Sometimes I wish he wouldn't talk so much, but I do not question B.B., his love and his patriotism. I do question Joe Biden's patriotism to this country. I do question a lot of the people who work in the State Department, whose side they're on. What do you say, B.B. Diamond? No, you're absolutely right. We should question it because it doesn't make sense. But we know uh, Barack Obama's behind the scenes. If you know that uh, uh, the Islamic Republic of Iran is funding Hamas and Hezbollah, why are we releasing $6 billion in funds? And by some estimates, because of the oil and other things involved, it could actually add up to $50 billion. Now, with Trump, you're right. Sometimes I wish he wouldn't talk so much, but that's who he is. He sometimes, just wherever he thinks, he mouths it out. He doesn't need to do that. But there is no question that he is America first, and he stands with the average American. The Democratic Party, for, for as, as far as I'm concerned, and as far as a lot of people are concerned, they have effectively turned their backs on the American people. Look at what they're doing in Chicago. They're giving illegal immigrants two or $3,000 a month while you have Chicagoans, black people who help build Chicago and, other, and this country are being evicted, are struggling to make ends meet. I mean, we are second or third, according to the Democrats. They cannot be trusted. Nothing they say can be trusted. And just a case in point, when Hamas said that Israel bombed the hospital in Gaza, the media, including the New York Times, the Washington Post, ran with the story. But when the Israeli government and Israeli officials said at least 40 babies were beheaded by Hamas, oh, we need proof, we need evidence. We haven't seen pictures. And I don't care if it was two babies or a thousand babies. Babies were beheaded. We are dealing with two-legged beasts. 
These are not freedom fighters. And one final note, do not compare the Palestinian Arabs are going to to the uh, to the civil rights movement. Dr. King was nonviolent. We did not believe in pillaging and raping innocent victims and beheading and chopping them up and shooting them and burning them. What Hamas did was wicked and is satanic. And if they represent Allah, then Allah is Satan. Thank you. Spot on, BB. And you do have a lot of people trying to conflate the two. King was about peace, content of character. But you don't hear that being mentioned now by these progressive Democrats. They won't mention it. Even Barack Obama. I do believe that he detested Martin Luther King, detested him. He would hardly ever bring up his name, whereas Trump would mention him nonstop. But Trump was the racist. Barack Obama was God. He walked on water. This man was just as evil as he could be. Sometimes I wonder if he was part of the Antichrist. Where is he now? Is he in church? Does he go to church? No, he's too busy on different private yachts sailing around with Michelle Obama. Folks, it's time to wake up. It's time to get real. Because we're, in fact, living in the last days. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Because too many people are believing lies rather than the truth. They will embrace the lie and they will run with it and will spread it. You've been listening to After Dark with Robin Andrew on the America Out Loud platform with my special guest host contributor, B.B. Diamond. I would encourage you all to listen to her show on Saturday evenings at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Facebook. It is a powerful show. And as I said, as I mentioned when we opened up, she gives you education. She gives you the historical background so that you would understand the genesis of all of this. Good night. Be safe. God save America. And God bless Israel. Thank you.